Yo, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Beat the House Podcast, episode nine, with your host here, Justin Everett, aka Smooth underscore seven hundred two, known on Twitter. And you know, just have a you know really good show for you guys for today. I got some uh, quick MLB recap stuff. Getting into the also getting into the car for Friday in the MLB and a few more NBA win totals. Uh, were, were released today that caught my eye. So going to have uh, going to be able to get into some of that with you guys, as well as um, a few nuggets as a handicapper that I've recently experienced over the last, you know, couple of days and thought that it would be, you know, good to share, you know, with you guys uh, so you can, you know, uh, take what you, you know, can from it and, you know, learn from it a little bit, you know, like I've been able to, you know, not just over the last couple of days, but in my handicapping and uh, experiences. So uh, going to be able to share some of that with you guys. So um, if you, you know, like what you've been hearing, you know, lately, you learning a little bit, you know, don't forget to rate and review, uh, subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify. Uh, we've been getting really good feedback. The numbers have been doing really well as we've been, you know, pretty, you know, growing pretty well and, you know, don't even have, you know, 10 episodes, you know, in. So, um, you know, appreciate all the love, appreciate all the feedback and just looking forward to continue to grow and continue to learn and good at and get, you know, good content out to you guys and just look to, um, you know, handicap, you know, uh, the, the games and the sports that we do, uh, you know, with the edge of, you know, looking to turn a profit and um, just continue to grow and, and, and to learn. So uh, with that being said, you know, let's get into uh, the Friday show here. And, you know, just going to start, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, quick nugget as a, as a handicapper. And, you know, this is something that I've learned, you know, over, you know, my years as a sports handicapper. And that's, uh, results, you know, versus the process. And it's just pretty much, you know, results versus the handicap. And, you know, I experienced this a couple of days ago in the loss that I had, you know, in game two of the series between the Blue Jays and the Padres. As, um, you know, I was back in, you know, the Padres, I was back in the Blue Jays there, um, and they weren't able to come away with the win. Uh, but the handicap or the game, you know, played out exactly how my handicap went, uh, with Jose Barreos, you know, pretty much, um, you know, pitching the way that I expected him to do, only giving up two runs there. And the Blue Jays, you know, were in position to, to bounce back. And they had some uh, enough guys in, in scoring position, um, um, but they weren't able to, you know, get any key, you know, uh, hits, you know, when they had those guys in, in scoring position and they ended up losing uh, and being shut out. So I was frustrated, you know, with the result of, of a loss, you know, as we all are, you know, whenever we lose a bet, um, you know, but we you know have to understand that you know, not any not everybody is 100 percent. Um, so losses will happen. Um, but I was, you know, pleased with, uh, the handicap and how the game played out. You know, the Blue Jays were in position, um, you know, to get a win, but just didn't come through in the moments that we needed them to. And as a handicapper, you know, sometimes that can happen. Um, you know, you can handicap the game, you know, as right as you can be and still, you know, wind up with a loss. And you can handicap a game and, you know, it can play out the complete opposite or a little bit, um, you know, things that you might have overlooked in your handicap, 
but you can still end up winning the game. So um, I think, you know, as you guys continue to to follow the show or follow me or just, you know, handicap on your own a little bit, um, I wouldn't, you know, um, recommend uh, falling too much in love with the results, although, you know, we want the results of a win. But, you know, as as often as you can handicap a game and you can, you know, play out that game in in your handicap as as, as far as how you think the game's going to play out, I think that's more important because I think if once you're able to do that, you know, over time, you know, over the long haul, uh, the results that you're looking for will come more often, you know, once you're able to sharpen up the handicap and the process and, you know, being able to lead up to getting the win or understanding, you know, why or how you got the win or why or how you got the loss. Um, so that was something that I learned, you know, over the last couple of days, you know, going back to that Blue Jays and and, and, Pad- and Padres game, as well as the, the game that I had yesterday with the Giants. So uh, speaking of the Giants, um, you know, let's get into, you know, the quick recap. Um, we had another loss there, you know, Giants is small, uh, you know, road dogs at plus one on one against the Reds there. And Alex Cobb, uh, the starter for the Giants, he just didn't have it from the start. Um, they took a, a five to one loss and he gave up all five runs. So, um, you know, just watching that game and how it played out, uh, felt like, you know, I was on, had a, the wrong handicap there as he was able, he wasn't able to be to find and consistently be in the strike zone. Uh, threw a lot of balls, uh, walked a few, uh, back, a few more batters, you know, than he has, you know, coming into that game or into that matchup. And the Reds, uh, were able to get, you know, some good quality hits, you know, once they had, you know, runners in scoring position. Um, he gave up a, a two run homer to the, the ninth hitter, um, who hadn't had a home run in a while. So, um, you know, just an overall bad outing by Cobb and the offense of the Giants. Uh, wasn't able to get anything going as their only run came in the top of the ninth in the solo home run from Wilmer Flores, which didn't really put too much of a dent in the Reds' lead there. So um, just getting back to the results versus process, you know, that was a situation where, you know, as that game, you know, um, unfolded, I felt like I had the wrong handicap there, just uh, overlooking some things and underestimating some things with Alex Cobb you know, going into that matchup as well as Andrew Abbott. Uh, you know, he was struggling going into that matchup, but, you know, coming out of that when um, he didn't struggle at all, you know, as he went eight innings through, you know, slightly over 100 pitches, you know, had six or seven strikeouts and uh, uh, didn't give up any runs or anything, you know, when uh, when he was out there. So uh, that's something to learn from that game as well. But uh, moving along to uh, something else that caught my eye, you know, there was a, a National League Cy Young showdown between Zach Gallen and Spencer Strider. Uh, neither one, you know, got qualified for a win, but Strider, you know, did throw another 13 strikeouts and he's just, you know, um, you know, piling them up and creating so much separation between him and who's ever, you know, second when it comes to leading the majors in strikeouts. So the Braves, you know, were able to get the win, you know, seven to five there. And, you know, Spencer Strider's eyes now uh, to win the NL Cy Young is down to 250. And if you listen to the show, 
you know, during the break there, you know, we gave out Spencer Strider at plus 350. So now with him down being the 250, you know, odds are moving in our favor there. And hopefully he can continue his strong play and, you know, overtake, you know, Zach Gallen and be the odds on favorite there. You know, I kind of expect him to, you know, seeing how he pitched and, um, you know, in the matchup, right, in the matchup, you know, last night, you know, against the D-backs. So um, hopefully that, you know, continues for the rest of the year and we can cash a, you know, NL Cy Young winner at plus 350 odds on Strider. And, you know, the last thing to recap, you know, over the last few days and uh, got to go to the Yankees, you know, uh, not looking pretty uh, too good for them right now. You know, as they got swept, you know, by the Angels, who, you know, before this series uh, was one of the struggling teams, you know, going into the break. But, um, you know, the same thing continues to happen for the Yankees. The offense um, just goes quiet, you know, while Judge is not in the lineup. Um, and, you know, moving uh, into the weekend here as they open up this series against the Royals, I think the outcome, you know, of this series for the Yankees is going to be very telling on what they need to do for the rest of the season. And if they can't beat the Royals in convincing fashion, um, then they probably should just, you know, you know, pack it up and, and be sellers at the deadline rather than trying to go get, you know, guys that they've been linked to through rumors, uh, you know, for the deadline as, you know, none of those guys could, you know, would be able to come in and revive this team, you know, if they're not able to, you know, take care of a Royals team that, you know, has been out of it, you know, since, you know, um, March and early April. So, um, however, you know, this, um, series plays out for the Yankees, it'll be very telling. So, uh, just going to keep an eye on that, um, you know, as it, you know, that as they get the, the series started on Friday, Clark Smith going for the Yankees there. Um, don't have any opinion, you know, either way in that in that series. But just as a fan or, and moving forward, looking how we can get involved with the Yankees there, uh, either on or against them, um, you know, just going to keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, giving out, you know, a plus 825, you know, on the Yankees to win the AL isn't looking too good right now, you know. But, you know, we did give out Rangers plus 600 or 6 to 1 to win the AL as well. So just going to keep an eye on that. So that's going to wrap up, you know, the recap of, you know, the last couple of days in the MLB. So let's move along to the MLB card for a Friday night. Uh, have three solid picks, you know, out of a full, you know, 15 game card here. And, you know, going to start with the, the D backs, you know, plus 105 over the Reds here. And currently, the uh, 45% of the tickets, uh, 55% of the money is coming in on the D-backs with some early consistent line movement going to Arizona. Uh, Tommy Henry getting the start for the D-backs as well as uh, Ben Lively getting the start for the Reds. And over Henry's last three starts for the month of July, he has a 354 FIP with an opponent batting average of just 220. And Ben Lively over his last three, for the month of July, he has a 571 FIP and he does have just a 196 opponent batting average, but he does have well above a league average walk rate at 10% and Lively also has a 17% home run to fly ball ratio. Um, so in a hitter, you know, friendly park like um, uh, where the Reds play, 
a great, a great all American, uh, part there. Um, the, the Diamondbacks should have some opportunities, uh, to hit some home runs. Um, the, uh, Giants, they had a few opportunities in their game on, uh, Thursday, uh, but some, some balls just fell short of the warning track there. But going up against a, a much, uh, weaker pitcher in Lively, um, the D back should have some opportunities as well as, you know, um, you know, both teams, they do come into this matchup, uh, below league average and WRC plus for the month of July. So I think that, you know, the big, you know, factor for this matchup is going to come down to pitching and the Diamondbacks have a huge advantage, you know, in the starting pitching and as well as the bullpen. So, um, I'm going to look to take the D backs to get game one of this series at plus, you know, 105 dogs on the road. And moving along to the second pick on the, uh, on the card here, going to back the Brewers at plus 110 over the Braves, uh, the best team in the NL. But I think the Brewers are a little underrated and undervalued in this spot. Uh, currently 74% of the tickets and 77% of the money coming in on the Braves, but early consistent line movement going towards Milwaukee, uh, Freddie Peralta. Uh, getting the start for the Brewers, uh, and he'll be facing, uh, Mike Soroka, who, you know, a few years ago, he was considered or, or molding into, you know, the ace pitcher of, of the staff of the Braves. But last couple of years, he's been dealing with some injuries that's kind of knocked him, you know, out of that, uh, out of that situation. But, you know, getting back to Peralta, you know, he has a 341 FIP. And a 138 opponent batting average over his last three starts for the month of July. And he does have a well above league average strikeout percentage at 36%. And even though the Braves don't strike out at a, at a high rate, you know, even for the month of July or just overall for the season, um, that's something that they would have to look out for as well as, you know, Peralta just isn't allowing a lot of hits or allowing the ball to be put in play a lot. Like I said, he has a 138 opponent batting average. So, um, and Soroka over his last three starts, he has a 699 FIP with a 295 opponent batting average. And he does also have a 28% home run to fly ball, uh, percentage. Um, so, you know, with the uh, Brewers being uh, above league average for the month, month of July and WRC plus. I think that, you know, they can get to Soroka early and often as long as he's in the game and, you know, take game one of this series. And like I said, you know, the Brewers being, you know, pretty underrated in this spot over their last 10, you know, they're eight and two and um, they faced the Reds, you know, six times and the Phillies three times. So out of those 10 games, they played, you know, nine teams that are in pretty, you know, solid and legit spots, you know, for the playoffs. So, when you're looking at the numbers for the Brewers, you know, over their last 10 games or so, I think those are pretty solid and legit numbers that you can take take away from and, you know, use them towards, you know, this matchup going to, going against the Braves here. So uh, we're going to take the Brewers at plus 110 um, to get the, you know, game one uh, of the series against the Braves, you know, at home. And moving along to the last game on the card here that we have, going to take um, – the Mets at even money over the Red Sox. Currently, 62% of the tickets, uh, 52% of the money coming in on Boston, but it's a bit of a line freeze there uh, on Boston. Uh, Kode Asinga, 
getting the start for New York, and he'll be facing Cutter Crawford for Boston and Singa over his last three starts. He's been really solid as well with a 271 FIP and opponent batting average of just 191. And he's also finding a good groove as he has a 39% strikeout percentage. Um, and Cutter Crawford over his last three, he has a 439 FIP with a 204 opponent batting average, which is pretty solid. But he also has a 11% walk percentage, which is above league average. He also has a uh, fly ball rate over 50% and a hard contact rate over uh, league average, which is about th- around 32, 33%. And he's over that as well. So with him also being in a hitter friendly part, um, like the Red Sox doesn't bode well for a lineup like the Mets who can hit for power and, you know, and spray the ball all over the field. And, you know, a lot of people may be looking at the Red Sox as, um, you know, they're over the last few games or so, they're making a move, you know, to, to creep up in that playoff spot. You know, they're eight and eight and two over their last 10 games. But so far for the month of July out of their 14 games, you know, they played nine opponents that are under 500 and don't really have much, you know, playoff aspirations. So their stats, you know, for this month, you know, of July so far can be a little bit misleading, you know, coming into this matchup against a team like the Mets, you know, they're, they're five and five over their last 10, but they played a lot more, uh, a lot more tougher opponents, you know, than Boston has up to this point. So I'm going to take, you know, the Mets here uh, to get the win, you know, for game one, opening up this series against Boston. So, you know, that'll wrap up the card that we have, you know, three solid picks, you know, coincidentally, you know, all three, you know, underdogs, but you love the spots that they're in right there. So, Hopefully we can get, you know, two or more of these um, as I feel really confident in, in all of them. And we could uh, close out the week here on, on a high note and uh, continue to be profitable. You know, right now sitting at, you know, 54, 55 percent for the season and just going to look to continue to grind out baseball and continue to turn profit. So a uh, really solid, you know, MLB card there. So that'll wrap up, you know, the MLB talk. So let's get into you know some of the NBA win totals that were released. Uh, twenty-five team win, twenty-five uh, win totals were released. You know when they came out, but there was five that hasn't because there's some NBA, you know, trade news and rumors going along with uh, James Harden and uh, Dame Lillard. Uh, but it seems like that's going to be at a standstill uh, for a while, as you know, there's there's no real market or there's no real. Um, you know, trade assets or value uh, that pleases um, either Portland or Philadelphia. So um, getting into uh, Philly, uh, uh, the Sixers win total currently set at 49 and a half um, with the juice at minus 125 to the over. And, you know, right now um, I don't recommend any play as far as the over or under on their season win total as we kind of, you know, wait and see how the news with uh, James Harden plays out and the most recent uh, reports, he's uh, still, you know, pretty set and stuck in his ways and trying to get to the Clippers. Um, doesn't look like he'll be traded to the Clippers anytime soon as the Clippers are not in any, um, you know, desperate situation of, you know, for a point guard as they, you know, re-sign Russell Westbrook. And, you know, they're pretty high on him and what he brings to the team, as well as the backup and, you know, Bones Highland. 
So they're not in a real, you know, desperate situation to make um, make a trade like that to bring in another star as, you know, they're going to bring back the roster that they had in tech at the end of the season. Um, so, you know, more than likely, you know, James Harden will have to, you know, start the season with Philly and, you know, the relationship between him and Daryl Morey has kind of soured, you know, uh, with how these, you know, rumors have been playing out, but, uh, it doesn't look like he'll have much of a choice, but to come and start the season with Philly and see how the season plays out there. So right now I don't recommend any type of, uh, play on the Sixers until there's more of a, a solidified, uh, you know, situation going on with how they handle, uh, James Harden there. And if he comes in and is motivated, you know, to play, um, or not, you know, for the Sixers there. So, um, moving along to the Heat at 48 and a half. Now I would lean under, uh, their season win total, uh, the juice, you know, slightly to the over there. Uh, I would lean under 48 and a half just for the simple fact that, you know, um, if they do, you know, trade for Dane Lillard, he wouldn't be walking into a situation to where, you know, the Heat finished last year. You know, like we've already mentioned on previous shows, a lot of key guys from the Heat last year are no longer with them, like Gabe Vincent and Max Drews. And if they happen to get this deal completed, um, you know, sometime before, uh, you know, training camp or um, in the middle of the season or something like that, um, key guys on the roster now, like Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, or even Kyle Lowry could be moved for a game. So, the Heat will, you know, probably have to, you know, reshape and retool their roster on the fly as um, as a lot of, you know, key free agents are, you know, pretty much already signed, you know, to, uh, you know, to other teams. Um, so at 48 and a half, I think that's a pretty high total, you know, for a team that will have to, you know, retool their roster and put, you know, all their assets or whatever assets they have left into bringing the third star in, in Dame Lillard. So, um, I would lean under, you know, like I've already stated, you know, I'm kind of waiting for the, uh, the schedule to be released, you know, to really go ahead in and, and lock in these season win totals and make these, uh, leans likes. Uh, but for right now, with the numbers being released, you know, I would lean towards Miami, uh, to the, to the under at 48 and a half. Um, but another one, uh, that caught my eye, you know, was the Clippers. And I think that they're coming into next season you know, underrated and undervalued uh, with their season win total set at 46 and a half uh, with, you know, minus 110, you know, to the over and under, um, you know, the, the Clippers coming into uh, this upcoming season, they're coming into it in a, a lot different than what they were this past season uh, where Kawhi Leonard, you know, was trying to work his way, you know, back into a playing shape and they, you know, had some minutes restriction and game restrictions on him, but sounds like that he's going to come into this season, you know, healthy and ready to go for training camp. Um, they don't have a point guard issue, you know, like they did last, like they did last year, sharing up that position with, you know, Russell Westbrook and the production that they got out of him in the, uh, 20 odd games or so that he played with the team, as well as Paul George should be healthy and ready to go. So, uh, with those guys coming in healthy into next year, you know, I think this Clippers team has, you know, one of the top three rosters, you know, in the league. Uh, they have one of the top three coaches in the league. Um, they're one, they, they were one of the top three point shooting teams last year, even though they didn't take a lot. You know, I expect them to take 
a few more threes per game, you know, with a guy like Westbrook that can create a lot of open shots for his teammates, you know, playing downhill and in transition. Um, and with them just being, you know, looked as being an underrated team, an undervalued team here, you know, I think they have an opportunity to be, you know, a 55 win team or, or better, you know, assuming these guys can stay healthy and play 60 to 65 games together. You know, I kind of see them coming into this year as, you know, last year's Nuggets team, you know, when they, you know, were able to get healthy with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. comparing him with uh, Nikola Jokic. So, um, you know, last year uh, when they added Westbrook, you know, they finished, they finished as a top 10 offensive rating. Um, they can improve on their defensive rating as they were slightly below league average, but I expect that to improve, you know, once, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can be healthier and be on the court there and, you know, they can be a lot better at defending, uh, the three. Um, so with this team coming in to next year, you know, pretty underrated here. You know, I have a strong lean, to, uh, a strong lean, uh, to over 46 and a half on their season win total at minus 110. Uh, with the juice there. So, um, you know, that's going to, you know, wrap up the show uh, and wrap up the week for us at, at Bet the House. Uh, a really solid uh, Friday card, you know, for the Major, Major League Baseball, as well as keeping an eye on some season, uh, NBA season win totals released there. You know, next week, going to look to get into, you know, some college football win totals and awards there, some playoff odds. As we uh, break down or start breaking down a little bit more football with college football around the corner, as well as teams reporting to um, training camp in the NFL. So, um, like I said, you know, if you like the show, you know, continue to rate, review, subscribe, you know, share it, you know, just continue to grow uh, the show as we continue to, to grow here. And, you know, best of luck on the, the Friday card. And I will get up with you guys uh, next week.